He wore his villa shirt under his Gucci suit. Snitches get stitches. Oh, I tell you what, that pate he got was lovely. The UK got zero on Eurovision. Ah, there it's we back. go. We're back. Four new Walker's crisp flavours. Grass is green, the water is wet, and also AJ and Furious fell through again. Basically, his woman and her husband got like reincarnated as a dog. Are you worried, Mr. Hancock? Hi guys, welcome back to the Inbrother the Words YouTube channel and it's time for the May 2021 review. Dominic Cummins has been mudding everybody in the government. Yes, snitches get stitches, so you better be careful. Um, he basically spent a good how many hours just dogging off the government. Yeah, it was like seven or eight hours long or something. Mm, it was great viewing, really good viewing. Yeah, I, so I enjoyed it. I've got a few things, I've got five um, things that sort of the big things he mentioned. So firstly... Um, that the government just failed in general, including himself, he said there, and that maybe tens of thousands of the people who died of COVID probably shouldn't have. Mm. It's a good job he said that, because we, we'd have never thought that, <laughs> would we? Yeah, no, that was a surprise to me. Um, the PM's not fit for office, um, so he literally came for Boris, didn't he? Um, mm-hmm. I think he came for Boris, so obviously he's come for Matt Hancock as well, which I'll get on to, um, but he stayed clear of, of Rishi. Um, he's probably just after a job for when Rishi becomes PM, isn't he? Big Sounds time. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that Boris thought it was just a scare story and it was just going to be another swine flu. I think I've heard somewhere that he called it Kung Flu as well. Kung Flu. Now, um, I hate Boris as much as the rest of you, but it's a good pun, isn't it? It's not a good pun. It's, you know, it's like... It's not a good pun. Eh? Okay, it's not a good pun. (laughs) It's not. Apparently Boris pledged to um, get jabbed with the virus live (laughs) on TV, which is very much uh, Black Mirror, isn't it? Big time. Don, don, don't worry. I'll, get it. I'll just get it injected. <laughs> Put it in my cup. You can imagine, you can't you? It's horrendous. Yeah. Um, Matt Hancock should have been fired, which, I mean, we're all, I can completely vouch for that one. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Did you see him on his run the other day? Yeah. <laughs> Are you worried, Mr. Hancock? He did a wave. Oh, it's terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently, criminal behaviour, um, held back tests and things that could have happened earlier to make sure that he met his 100,000 a day thing. Um, proved to have lied in cabinet meetings, all sorts really. Um, but he says that Hancock's being held as the fall guy for when the proper public inquiry happens, and Boris is going to have to pin it on somebody other than himself. So it's all going to come on Hancock, which I completely agree. Um, come on, Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. The first lockdown was too late. Um, so he said that on the 14th of March, they're all sat around um, sort of slapping themselves on the back with all these great graphs that they had, which showed an exponential growth and how it was all going to move. But that the actual peak was, was going to be weeks and weeks away at that point and it was going to come like mid-June. Mm. But actually, Chris Whitty and those guys and the, and the chief science people and still Patrick Valance and that all said, no, no, we're like... 10 weeks ahead of this already like you're already mm. too late and then what was it nine days later we were in lockdown do you think all the graphs look really like amateur or like what you do at oh, primary time. school yeah yeah but when they do the, like the next slide please and stuff it's yeah. horrendous isn't it guys <laughs> we try doing this in like fuzzy felt <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what it looks yeah, like it's it? just it put the writing in like comic sans yeah <laughs> and that whiteboard that he's put on if you don't follow Dominic Cummins on Twitter definitely do it because he's uh, even worse on there he's just a right gobshite and you see that picture of the whiteboard that they had their plan on? It looked awful, yeah. didn't it? Well, this is mad. They said to him, um, I can't remember the woman's name in the committee, but she was saying, like, what was the data like at the start in the first week? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll tell you what the data was in the first week. It was me 
with a whiteboard and a scrap of paper from somebody in the NHS that had the like the 10 segments of the NHS ICU um, beds or whatever mm-hmm. usage and I literally wrote them down on a whiteboard got my calculator out of my phone times them by two and wrote them down again and I said that's what it's going to be in five days and then another five days and then they decided like pretty much everything when the lockdown was going to be in that from just written on a board and it does, that just sums up the government how it works and it absolutely mm. disgrace um and then there was a day in march um where he said three major incidents all collided at the same time and it was them debating about going into a lockdown or, or quarantine rules um and at the same time donald trump got on the phone and so they had like the national security council asking um, if he wanted to go and join America in bombing Iraq that night. And at the same time, um, the press were reporting that the Prime Minister's girlfriend's dog wasn't going to make it in the next reshuffle um, because it had made a mess in number 11 or something. (laughs) And um, apparently the PM's girlfriend was more concerned um, about a dog getting bad like press coverage. He uh, he ate Boris's bird (laughs) big time. Um, But go and watch it. The whole thing's on YouTube seven hours i think which is definitely the longest you'll ever spend watching a video with coming in the title (laughs) (laughs) okay so there's a few things that we've seen in in recent weeks um and it's shown us that nature is healing and the world's getting back to normal and i think one of them was the fact that oh my restaurant reopened no it's the fact that um, the uk got zero on eurovision ah there we go we're back yeah (laughs) um absolute load of crap wasn't it eurovision (laughs) Um, although um italy won and i quite like the song yeah, was it like yeah. Rocky? Yeah, it was. Mm. Um, it was okay. I think that they were on X Factor Italy. Oh, Because uh, okay. some some countries other than the UK take it seriously. Don't yeah, they? And mental. some countries actually have like, and I think we did this a few times where you have like a, something like an X Factor, but a crap version. Uh, and Andrew Lloyd Webber did it. Do it. Yeah, whereas some some countries like that, that is actually like a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the warm up, if you like, for it is actually a big deal. Um so yeah, Italy won, um, and the guys who were won, they were a bit like sort of naked and they had tattoos and all sorts, didn't they? Um, Edgy. One, yeah, one of them did a line of coke in the table and live on TV, which was uh, on brand for what they were going for, I think, wasn't it? Mm. Um, but a nightmare PR-wise, and he had a quick press conference after it, then he? he was yeah. denying it. How far away are the toilets for you to just think, <laughs> I'll just do it on the table? Yeah, but if you win in Eurovision, like, you pretty Maybe much it was a Weatherspoons, they're miles away. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, what, do you remember the UK's guy's name? I haven't got any notes. No, either. not a clue. No, <laughs> don't know the song, don't know him. Didn't even know the Euros were on until I saw it on Twitter, yeah. Eurovision. I liked his attitude. Wasn't he celebrating getting zero points? Yeah. Well, why are we still doing Eurovision? Yeah, we're not in Europe, are we? Brexit. Well, no, Brexit. We, we are, though, aren't we? We're on the continent still. Is that what it is? Because no, like Brexit Australia have been in it, haven't they? We should do it. Yeah, but they were like invited guests. What you saying? We should do a Brexit-style Eurovision. Yeah, like Farage. No, is just like act. counties of the UK. Oh, okay. So like we do our own Eurovision, and it's just like we, uh, me and you could be Derbyshire. You could be onto something there. <laughs> one uh, final funny story to come from that. Um, one guy put fifty quid um, on what he thought was Italy to win the Euros at nine to four. Football. Which is crazy, yeah. Euros football. And then realises accidentally put it on Eurovision. Um, <laughs> and then they won it, which Part is great in the end. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so funny story then. Funny story number one of the day was um, <laughs> there's this couple, right? And they're from Sheffield. Mm-hmm. But they live in France now. And their daughter is over there as well. They live with them as well. And her daughter, their daughter had been doing their shopping for them during the coronavirus pandemic, mm-hmm. which is classic, because they're like in their 80s. 
And um, anyway, she goes around to see him, and the and the mum goes, "Oh, I tell you what, that pate you got was lovely. We had a, we had a right lovely dinner, bread and pate." She was like, "Oh, what did it matter about?" She showed her, and <laughs> it was cat food. <laughs> <laughs> Cate. Uh, her daughter had got a like, um, got to the cat dinner as well. We usually she puts them in separate bags. Yeah. And because it's in France, they've still not like they don't grasp the, what's on the labels and stuff. Sometimes it looks quite weird. Yeah. So they thought it was just pate. So they'd both, her and the mum and dad had literally just sat and had a full like pate dinner with this cat. That is disgusting. <laughs> but it was jellyish as well. Yeah. So we've done Eurovision. Now another event that not many people cared about. It was the Brit Awards. <laughs> One person who cared about it a lot, friend of the podcast, local ledge, Nathan Dorr, got nominated for his first ever Brit Award, mm. um, got nominated for Best British Single. Representing Villa. Yeah, and he wore his Villa shirt under his Gucci suit on the uh, on the catwalk, or mm. what was it called? Red carpet. Catwalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got cat on the mind off that. <laughs> um, Pate walk. But yeah, he, uh, he got muddied by Harry Styles. Harry Styles done him, okay. which is fair, isn't it? I yeah. think Nathan was um, gracious in defeat, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first major indoor event after the pandemic it was a test event so there was four thousand key workers there and stuff so that, that was quite good mm. um and little mix one best british group first female group to ever do that which i thought was quite good mm. um other than that i didn't watch it no congrats to nathan we're majorly pleased for you a uh, big fan um but the brick it was really crap i went to the shop earlier to get my uh, take a break magazine for the take a fake segment which we'll be doing later on and uh, as i was walking around the shop i saw a one of the, what's it called? I mean, it just like stands alone on its own thing with like a promo box of um, four new Walker's Crisp flavours um, for like football related stuff. They've got your uh, Champions League logo on the front. So I think it's Champions League rather than Euros, mm-hmm. but is what it is. So in the spirit of the show, I thought let's just buy all four flavours and we'll try them live on air. Now I haven't shown Tommy because um, they've got Because funny... <laughs> he'll eat them all. <laughs> yeah, because they've got funny... Um, novelty football related pun names and I thought I can say the flavour and he can try and guess the pun before we try it let's have it the flavour is steak and ale pie now what um, is the name of the crisp steak and ale pie um, pie is the, is the pun on pie yeah steak and ale steak and ale pie pie I'm going to have to push you <laughs> steak and ale Go on. Steak and ale, pie naughty. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Steak and onion. Nice, though. My target is to get one out of the four. Okay, well, good luck with this one. Um, <laughs> number two, in sort of a yellowy, orangey colour, similar colour to the chicken flavours. Yeah. Um, it's hot dog. Um, so it's something that leads into hot. <laughs> no. Well, this is so crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> crap game. Crap, got me off. Hot shot. For God's sake. <laughs> Quite nice, actually. <laughs> all right. These are in a red packet. Um, and the reason why it is because it's like chilli flavoured. So it's sour cream and sweet chilli. Like, Score. Get it there. Why? Score, Score cream. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not the right, is it? It's not even the same word. It sound the same. Well, can you give me the format of the... Yeah, it's sour cream and sweet chilli blank flavour. And is there anything to do with the words, or am I just guessing a football word? Yeah. <laughs> Second one. No, not interested. <laughs> Kick. Well, 
What did you say? Kick. <laughs> yeah. <Is> it? yeah. <laughs> no way. Sour cream and sweet chili kicker. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. God, the sour cream flavour is very Too much strong. sour cream. Yeah. Okay, so last one. And this is I've left this one to end for the end on purpose because I'm well excited about these, right? And I really think you should get it, the name. Okay. The flavour is chicken tikka masala. <laughs> which I'm excited about. Are you? Yeah. Chicken tekkas masala. Oh no, it's close. You're on the right lines. Everything was perfect, but it's the wrong word. Okay, chicken. Tackle masala. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Chicken tackle masala. Yeah. <laughs> what do they taste like? Arse. Also, if you enjoyed watching us eat crisps and give our opinions, we did an In Brother Words Reacts video, which we'll put here for you to just have a quick look at, but then also you need to go and scroll and find it and click on it. <laughs> Grass is green, the water is wet, and also AJ and Furious fell through again. It looks so close, didn't it? Yeah, but it's become a mockery now. It yeah. genuinely has, because it's got to the point where I've been so excited about it, and now I literally just, I literally just roll my eyes and think, ugh. But it was done. No, that's the worst thing about it. It was mm. actually done, as in, like yeah. it was in place but actually it was actually started to build the stadium in saudi and everything so it was supposed to be on the 14th of august in saudi arabia done money in escrow accounts everything 50 million dollars minimum each the saudis were going to put with the money in and have it as like a you know another way to wash their money mm. <laughs> um do you know what i mean same as they did with um joshua ruiz and stuff build a stadium for it massive event for the kingdom and all that sort of stuff and then um and comes out that Wilder's won the arbitration hearing against Fury and that Fury has a contractual obligation to fight Wilder in a mm. trilogy fight. And that's it. As annoying as it is, it's very clever from Fury and his team if their plan was like, right, just, you know, ride the hype, use it as just a like a clout thing. Yeah. Because there's still obviously massive demand for the fight and it's going to be even bigger when it happens it's it's still at the moment there's still definitely enough interest everyone's peed off with it but would still buy it and go and it might actually be by the time they do it now whether it be december or february march next year it's it could fill out wembley and the money's oh, gonna could fill out wembley now no 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 no. but they can't fill out wembley now is what i'm saying mm. like because of the restrictions if it actually happens yeah but the money the money with a full wembley would still be half what they were getting in saudi yeah maybe but what i'm saying no, is, maybe definitely what i'm saying is i just think it will be an even bigger event post covid thing is sometimes don't wait for the perfect moment take the moment and make it perfect do you know what i mean that that is this in a nutshell, because... Just end it on that, because that was really beautiful. <laughs> Tommy's Trends now, where I talk to you about something that I've done in May. Um, and I was struggling, because I was working all the time. But I did go to the Swan at Walton for some outdoor dining. Um, and it was lovely. Here's some pictures. Um, I tried to lean away from being a basic white girl, so I had pizza and the bathtub share a cocktail. <laughs> um, it was really nice. Great facilities for it being outdoors. It was peeing it down as well, but their sheltering and stuff was great. Lovely atmosphere, great staff, lovely food. It gets an 8.4 out of 10. Nice. 
Um, thanks for the support on the last podcast we did with our dad and Uncle John. Um, it went really well, hadn't it? Really well, and yeah. it was probably the most rewarding feeling we've had for a long time from a video. Picking a 26-man squad for the Euro, it's not for everyone, is it? And Southgate's bottled it as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm going to disagree with you there. I, a, I'm a fan of Southgate. At me, if you want. Um, he's a nice guy. Um, he loves. He, he wears a lovely waistcoat. Um, surely you can see the logic behind the 33 yeah, man thing yeah, yeah. he's got 12 blokes in his provisional squad that are playing in the Champions League final on Saturday any of them get injured you shafted if Foden and Mount get injured on Saturday I'm never watching football what? again look at that Foden get injured weird the Spain um, team just picked 24 that makes no sense to me I, I don't understand that at all why, why would you pick 24 when you can pick 26 Pick two players who ain't going to play. Take Ramos. Yeah, he's injured, but take him just to be around the squad. Don't get that. Anyway, so we've chosen 33, and he's going to be slimming that down to 26. Mm-hmm. Euro starts next month, so yeah, check out that podcast if you want a, a bit more about that. In wider football world, the season's gone now. It's all over. Um, City won the Premier League again for third time in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, Aguero's gone. Sad to see him go. It's quite emotional, wasn't it? We can't replace him. We cannot replace him. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was... Um, what was it when one of your Xbox squad members gets a girlfriend? <laughs> that's you on uh, Fortnite, isn't it? Warzone. Hey? Fortnite. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> okay, so it's time for everyone's favourite bit. Um, we're not cutting this bit out. I know we've made the episodes a bit shorter, but this is staying. It's take a fake. Take a fake. We need a proper jingle for that. We need to get Ruben on that. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Take a fake. Something yeah. like that. Well, what, is there that. a song we could use? Like a take take a like take on me but take <laughs> yeah like that that'd be Maybe. perfect wouldn't it yeah all's in i'm thinking all's in like black and white cartoon coming out of no, the no, no, no. <laughs> Do you know what i mean yeah that'd be longer than the actual second <laughs> anyway let's go you all know how this works but i'll just remind you if not i'm going to give you three stories two of them are genuine real ones out of this week's edition of take a break magazine and the other one i've made it up and Tommy's got to tell me which one is the fake. As the Johnny fell off, basically it's this bloke, right? And he's got three kids by three different women. And he ends up going with this other woman and then she gets pregnant. So that's four in four at this point. But anyway, he ends up, um, he basically, the, one of his old women who he's got a kid with, he ends up employing her for his business. And then he goes to Asda and shags her in the back of her Skoda and she gets pregnant and that. Guess who's Bark? Basically his woman and her husband got like reincarnated as a dog. So she was with him for like 14 <laughs> years. <laughs> right? Yeah. So she was with him for like 14 years um, and then he died. It was like a sudden death because he was in an accident at work, mm-hmm. um, like an industrial thing. And her friend said, because she was struggling with grief, her friend said, why don't you get a dog? Which is like a common thing, isn't it? Um, so she went to a rescue shelter and she says this dog like picked her, basically. Mm-hmm. And she says like it's her husband reincarnated. And the reason why she knew that is because he like wags his tail and barks when she puts Prince records on. Audi, she get away with that then? So there's a girl, she's got an Audi, right? And then she, so there's another girl, right? And she ends up going to this new town and she's a single mum and she's lived in this new place. Mm-hmm. But she lives in a block of flats and she meets this woman and this woman's like, oh, if you need any help, like give me a shout or whatever. So they start to become friends and then I think she's cooking or something and the woman's having a fag outside and she says, oh, do you want to come for a fag? And she's like, yeah, um, I come down. And then the, she's like sat on her car. They both sat on her car on the bonnet. And then the one of the women gets out, gets in the car. And she thinks she's going to go and get 
some more fags or whatever. But she turns the thing on, the car on, starts driving with the woman on the bonnet, ends up running over and the woman has a fit and everything. And she didn't she didn't go to prison for it. So how did she get away with that one? Okay, I'm going to say <laughs> the crap one is, uh, the one you've made up, is um, the the Audi one, the last one. You reckon? Yeah. All right, let us know in the comments what you thought, guys. Because for the third month in a row, he's got it wrong. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Uh, Which one was it? It was um, Guess Who's Bark. Oh. <laughs> I liked that one. Yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, the other two, they were actually legit. I don't think it's that funny. And I don't think I should say it, but it was on the weird and funny stories segment of the Metro paper. So I'm going to try not to laugh. Cause I've not heard this, but... Yeah, basically, there's this copper and um, he's being fired. And the reason why is because it's like a sexual harassment thing. And the reason was because there was this like girl that he fancied in the office and um, he stirred her tea with his cock. <laughs> One lump or two. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for the votes on the last monthly review um for the mudding wait can we go again because that was then what i was doing okay thank you for the comments on the last video um in terms of the monthly mudding um and the winner was james charles <laughs> next to um what's his name david dobrik <laughs> yeah in the mud so who's up for a mudding this month then okay so um we've got noel clark noel clark in the mud yeah so um you're familiar with him no is he super vet Noel Clark is an actor. He's in um, like kidhood and adulthood, uh, and he actually won a BAFTA for um, outstanding contribution to British film. Mm-hmm. Like at the start of this month, a week later, um, about thirty women have come out and done all, like, allegations of sexual harassment and all sorts of really really bad stuff. Um, he was on a he's on a Sky show, and they've like pulled it, all their work with him and stuff. BBC said they're not working with him, and he was actually on, in an ITV drama that was ongoing at the time and this and the final episode hadn't aired yet the week that this all came out so they didn't put it on actual tv they just put it on iplayer and then they've said they're not working with him again um he's come out and done an apology and stuff and actually like admitted a lot of it as well and bafta have like stripped him of that award so he's like the shortest bafta winner of all time Mud. yeah so he's gone um Second option, John Barrowman. And this actually feeds quite well into the first one. John Barrowman in the mud. So this actually feeds into that because it, it, the allegations came off the back of that one. Right. Because uh, Noel Clark was in Doctor Who. And so was he, obviously. He's in Torchwood as well, which is a spin-off of Doctor Who. Isn't mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and people have said that he exposes himself on set all the time. Getting his, getting his, knife out, getting his sonic screwdriver out for the lads. Nice. Um, and he described it as an inappropriate prank in good humour. So, I'm basically getting his knob out. Okay. Um, and it, there's been a couple of things he's had in the pipeline, work and then the pipeline that's been cancelled and stuff, and he's just in the mud as well himself. Too many people have seen his pipeline by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then third is uh, Martin Bashir. Martin Bashir in the mud. You know who that is? Yep. He was the man who got the, the controversial um, Lady Diana um, interview. Lady Diana, is that the word? Lady Di. Lady Diana. The People's Princess. Lady Diana sounds... Is that, isn't that a Michael Jackson song? In that Dirty Diana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Diana. 
um, so yeah, there was a um, a big inquiry into that interview and how it was got. Basically, that's not the right word, is it? That's terrible. Grammar. How it was attained. All right. Um, and the BBC, the well, the BBC are in the mud. Let's just assume, but they they're like they live in the mud, don't they? Basically. Yeah. Um, so they've done an unconditional apology, and I think even William came out and did this big thing saying that that interview, like, you know, muddied their family situation. Because in that interview, she admits to having an affair. She talks about Charles and Camilla. There was three of us in this relationship. Yeah, exactly, that sort of stuff. And it was a massive thing. 20 million people watched it or something. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And it turns out that Martin Bashir actually got um, a graphic designer to make some fake bank statements that he then used as part of his like ploy to get Diana's confidence. And that's how they got the interview. So he essentially like lied and got his way in there. And like mm. no, no serving member of the Royal family had ever been so like open and honest in the interview and stuff. Yeah. And like William and Harry and that said that that was a big part of their like childhood and it ruined their relationship with, because she also says in it that Charles isn't mentally like, capable to be king and all this sort of stuff so pretty mm. like bad stuff yeah um so the bbc have done a big apology and but him in particular because the bbc did an inquiry into this exact thing in like the late 90s because mm-hmm. it first came out and cleared him fully and stuff so they're like they're in the mud twice and then also they um they recruited him again for another job like 10 years ago or something um, so yeah, just scum apparently. Noel Clark, super vet. <laughs> um, you've got um, John Barrowman and you've got Martin Bashir. Mm-hmm. Who deserves to be in the mud? Comment below. That's it then for the May monthly review. We hope you enjoyed it. We snipped it down a little bit, made it a bit shorter, sharper. And um, if you like it, tell us. If you prefer how it was before, tell us. We do this for you. We do everything for you. You can't even get us 500. <laughs> okay, yeah, so like the video, guys. Subscribe to the channel and we'll see you next week. See ya next week. Oh, probably not, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> probably not, won't it? Probably not, won't it? <laughs>